Welcome to Quit Bleeping Around, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve more in life. Here's your host, Christina Eanes. Hey, Super Achievers. In this episode, I'm interviewing Terry Tucker. Terry is an author who believes everyone is born to lead an uncommon and extraordinary life. And that has nothing to do with where you work, how much money you make, or where you live. Welcome, Terry. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Christina. I'm looking forward to it. Well, I think you are the best person to talk to us about sustainable excellence, resilience, perseverance. So can you share a little bit about your background with listeners before we dive into this topic? Sure. I'll try to give you the Reader's Digest version here. Um, I was born and raised in Chicago. I'm the oldest of three boys. You obviously can't tell this since you can't see me, but I'm six foot eight inches tall. And I was... uh, I went to college at the Citadel in Charleston, South Carolina on a basketball scholarship, despite having three knee surgeries in high school. I have another brother who's six foot seven, who was a pitcher for the University of Notre Dame. And then my middle brother is six foot six, and he was drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers in the National Basketball Association. And then my dad was six five. So if you sat behind our family grown up in church, not a prayer's <laughs> chance you were going to see anything that was going on whatsoever. Aww. Of course, my five foot eight inch mother was the boss of all of us. Of it didn't course. matter what, how big we are, how strong we were, it all whatever mom said went. So anyway, after I graduated from college, I moved home to find a job. I was the the first person in my family to actually graduate from college. And I was sort of all set to make my mark on the world with my newly obtained business administration degree. And, you know, I look back on that now and realize what a knucklehead I was for, you know, <laughs> thinking I knew anything about business whatsoever. Fortunately, was able to find that first job in the marketing department at the corporate headquarters of Wendy's International, the hamburger chain. But unfortunately, I ended up living with my parents for the next three and a half years as I helped my mother care for my grandmother and my father, who were both dying of different forms of cancer. Mm. Okay, so much for the depressing stuff. Now let's get to a little more uplifting stuff. Um, In my professional career, as I said, I was a marketing executive. I've also been a hospital administrator. I've been a customer service manager for a publishing company. Uh, I was also a police officer. I did three and a half years of undercover narcotics, and I was also a SWAT team hostage negotiator. I was also a school security consultant, a high school basketball coach, a motivational speaker. Last year, I became an author. And then for the past nine years, I've been what I like to call a cancer warrior. And then finally, my wife and I have been married for 27 years. And our daughter, our only child, the daughter is a graduate of the United States Air Force Academy and is an officer in the newly created United States Space Force. Ooh. That makes for some interesting conversations, although everything she does is top secret. So those (laughs) conversations are very short. Oh, I bet it does. Yeah, my husband uh, works at the Pentagon and he was helping with the organizational stuff of that. So I understand that's been a pretty interesting uh, (laughs) creation of a new service. (laughs) Yeah, it has. And, and, you know, it's kind of exciting for her to be in on the ground floor. So, Oh, yeah. Well, okay. So your book, Sustainable Excellence, can you tell us what it's about and give us a few tips on being, well, shall we call it sustainably excellent? (laughs) Sure. So maybe a little background on how it happened or how it came to be. So last year, um, April of last year, as part of my cancer journey, I had an undiagnosed tumor that grew large enough to to, uh, fracture my shin bone, my tibia. And I had my leg amputated uh, above the knee right in the middle of this fun global pandemic. 
and also found out that I had tumors in my lungs and was uh, put on a chemotherapy regimen in June of last year. So between April and June, I ended up writing this book. And it's not a very long book. It's about 120 pages. But the, the whole book was really born out of two conversations that I had. One was with a former basketball player who had moved to Colorado. And my wife and I had had dinner with her. And I said to her one day, I said, you know, I'm really excited that you're living here because I, I kind of get to watch you find and live your purpose. And she got real quiet for a while. And she looked at me and she said, coach, what do you think my purpose is? I said, I don't know what your purpose is. That's what your life should be about, finding that purpose. And then once you find it, go ahead and live it. So that was one conversation. And then I had another conversation with an individual connected with me on LinkedIn who wanted to know what I thought were the most important things that he should learn to not just be successful uh, in business or, or whatever his job was, but also to be successful in life. And I, I didn't want to give him the, you know, get up early, work hard, help others. Not that those things aren't important. They are very important, but they've been done over and over and over. Yeah. So I thought for a while and I started to write notes and stuff like that. And eventually I had these 10 thoughts, these 10 principles, and I was comfortable enough that I send them to them. And so then I kind of stepped back and I said, well, I've got a life story that falls underneath this principle, or I know somebody who has a life story that would emulate this principle. So I literally sat down at the computer during that three-month period that I was healing, and I started to build stories underneath the the different principles that I had that I'd sent to the young man. And eventually I had this book. Um, or did I? You know, I mean, you, you, you I, this is the first time I've ever written a book. So you, you just don't know if you have something that's good or not. And so I parsed it out to a, a few friends and I said, is this anything worth, um, you know, worth publishing? And almost to the person, they were like, yeah, you should try to get this published. So that's kind of how the book came about. Um, there are there are several. There, as I said, there there are ten principles in here that you know what I call would lead people to live their uncommon and extraordinary life. And and I'll give you a couple of them. Um, and and I know I've done this. You've probably done it. Most people think with their fears and their insecurities instead of using their minds. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I think we've all done that. Yep. Um, another one, and I think this is especially important for young people, is that you should fail often, especially when you're young. You should not be afraid of making mistakes. You know, I always tell people, if you have a passion to do something, there's something in your heart that you want to do, and it scares you, go ahead and do it. Because only two things are going to happen. Either one, you're going to succeed or two, you're going to learn something, learn something about yourself, learn something about if you're looking to start a business, learn something about that business that maybe if you fail, you can take that knowledge and move it into another business that you might be successful at. Yeah. So those are those are a couple of the the, the chapters and, the, and there are stories underneath them that kind of go to, to illustrate those chapters. Uh, and then and, and they're in no particular order. And the last one I really kind of I, I think is probably the the most important one, uh, I guess, of of all the ones that I've listed. And that is love is the most important word in any language. 
And that's kind of my purpose right now to put as much love, as much positivity, as much goodness back into the world. Mm, I love that. (laughs) I love all of them. And I I know we don't want to go through all of them because we want readers to go readers. We want listeners to go read the book. We want them to be readers. Um, and I love the, the fail often. It, it's funny. I just taught a class on growth mindset this morning because um, it is so important, right? That we either, we get out there, we, we try new things, that we look at them as learning opportunities instead of failures or successes if, if we make it. Yeah, it, it's the only way you can grow. I, I, exactly. I mean, if you're not pushing yourself past your comfort zones, you're never going to grow. Yeah, and, and, and what's life going to be like? Yeah. If you're just sitting in your comfort zone the entire time. Exactly. Yeah. It's going to be boring and dull. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and I, I, as a police officer and certainly with the number of years that, that I've had cancer, I, I've seen a lot of people die and, and, you know, the people that, that die that you and I would probably call happy deaths or peaceful deaths, those seem to be the people that find their purpose in life and live it. Yeah. And so when it when they come to the end of of their life, it's not so scary. It's not so overwhelming. But, you know, the people who want another day or another month or another year, those are always the people that never did anything with their lives. And, and, you know, and and I think they realize that at the end. And it's like, give me more time. Well, sorry, you don't get any more time. You had time. Yeah. And, you know, that expiration date, whatever it is, uh, I think is also helps us live fuller lives because we know that it's going to end eventually. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, but you know, and, and I see this a lot and, and I don't mean to, to stereotype. I see this a lot uh, amongst young people is that they, they don't see the urgency of living their uncommon and extraordinary life. And as a result, they're, you know, they, they kind of live this casual life and, and their, their dreams, their goals, their ambitions, they become a casualty of that unplanned living. So, I mean, I'm not saying you got to go out there and spend your entire life, you know, trying to figure out your purpose, but that should really be what your life is about. You were put here for a reason. There's nobody that's ever been like you. There's never going to be anybody that, you know, in the future that's going to be like you. You are that unique. And to find that purpose and to live it gives you a tremendous amount of satisfaction. Yeah. I love that. And it, now some people equate purpose with career, which is great if they align, but sometimes your purpose, you can, I mean, you don't have to complete your purpose through your career, you know, or go be an entrepreneur and do this or that. So what, what do you have to say for those people that um, maybe are aligned or are, are thinking that they can't live their purpose unless they make it their career? Yeah, and I and you're right. Sometimes your purpose is your career, and, yeah. and you know there are there are quite a few people who you know know what they want to do with their life. You know, I, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to take over my family business, whatever that is. And then there's the millions of the rest of us that are like, I'm not sure what my purpose is. And you know, I, kind of my passion these days is is to help people find their purpose. And, and I recall a a quote from Mark Twain who said that the two most important days of our lives are the day that we're born and the day that we figure out why. Mm. And I, I think that's really kind of a powerful quote. And, you know, when I speak to groups, I always ask them, you know, do you have any idea why you specifically were put on this earth? And sometimes they'll even take that a step further and say, you know, 
do you know why you were born at this time? Why weren't you born 4,000 years ago or you know, 25,000 years in the future? There's a reason that you were born, and that reason involves finding and living your purpose. I believe that we're all destined to live an uncommon and extraordinary life. And that has absolutely nothing to do with how much money we make, what kind of job we have, what kind of car we drive, et cetera. Yeah. We're not all born with the same gifts and talents, but we all have the ability to become the best person that we're capable of becoming. And again, this is kind of, you know, where I, I, I just said that, you know, the problem with most people, and again, I see this a lot amongst young people is they take an unintentional approach to living. And by living that casual life, their dreams and their goals become a casualty of that unplanned living. Uh, Several years ago, I heard a Native American Blackfoot proverb that I actually love, and it goes like this. It says, when you were born, you cried and the world rejoiced. Live your life in such a way so that when you die, the world cries and you rejoice. Aww. The only way to find your purpose is to search it out, to try things that make you uncomfortable, to fight against the status quo, I guess, if you will, to basically, as we just said, to talk about things or experience things that scare you. Finding your why or your purpose is important because it's the reason that you were born. And the only way to discover that reason is to be open to it and search for it with your heart. Yeah. Don't be that person with regrets when you're on your deathbed. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you know, I am I am coming to the end of my life with my cancer journey. And and I really I don't have that fear of death. I'm actually, and I hope no psychologists end up at my doorstep by saying this. <laughs> I'm almost kind of excited to see what's on the other side of this because I found my purpose in life and I lived it. Mm. And it's okay to move on to whatever that next step in whatever life is, whatever you believe, it's okay to move on to that. You know, we, we, we grip this life so, so, you know, passionately and that's great, but I think there's more after we're done with this. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and and speaking of those fears and insecurities, and, and you mentioned this for that first principle, how do we, how do we address those? So I guess I've I've developed what I call my four truths. There used to be three. I've just added a fourth one. I, I really kind of was going back and forth as to whether I should should add it. And and I really I think it's important. So I'll give it to you. There's just one sentence each. First, and I think this answers your question. The first one is you need to control your mind, or your mind will control you. You know, your mind knows your fears, it knows your vulnerabilities, and it knows your weaknesses. And anytime you start to mess with the status quo, your mind's going to kick in. It's like, no, 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 no. What do you mean you're looking for a new job? You know, all the all the negative things that you can think of for looking for a new job, your brain's going to kick in because it doesn't like change. So that's one thing. Control your mind or it will control you. The second thing is you need to embrace the pain and the suffering that we all experience in our lives and use it to make you a stronger and more determined individual. As I said, you know, I've been battling this cancer for nine years now. I was on a drug that basically gave me the flu, flu-like symptoms for two to three days every week for Mm. almost five years. After that, I lost my foot. My foot was amputated. Last year, my leg was amputated. So I've experienced a tremendous amount of pain. 
And, and we know this. Our brains are hardwired to avoid pain and discomfort and to seek pleasure. So when people ask me, you know, how do you deal with this? I've just done the opposite. Instead of running away from pain, I just take it and turn it inside and use it as energy or burn it as fuel to make me stronger, to make me more determined. Mm -hmm. So that's number two. And, and number three, and this is the one that I've just added, and I think it's real important because like we talked about, you, you need to think about the end game of your life. What are people going to say about you at your funeral? And so here's number three. What you leave behind is what you weave in the hearts of other people. Mm. So, it, you know, you, when we connect with each other on that level, that, that's a true connection. That's just not, hey, how you doing? Some guy you see on the bus or the subway or, you know, you ride up on, you know, on the elevator with to work every day. So you, we need to make those connections. Those connections make our life have meaning and have purpose. And then number four is pretty self-explanatory. As long as you don't quit, you can never be defeated. So I use those four truths as kind of a way, along with my faith, to, to guide my life. And, and I had a nurse uh, recently, I'm on a clinical trial drug that, that kind of beats me up when I'm on it, who said to me, she's like, Terry, you know, this thing is, is kicking your butt. Why don't you just stop? And, and I tried to explain these truths to her. And I could, I could never get through to her to make her understand that, you know, I may be taken off the study because, you know, my doctors think it's, it, it's harming me, or I may die on this study, but I'll never quit the study because that's not who I am. That's not how I'm wired. So you've got to figure out how you're wired in your life and, and what's important to you and figure out what your truths are and try to live your life that way. Mm, I love that. Wow. Uh, you're, you're writing this down, right? In another book? <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because I, I, you know, I, I wrote this book, Sustainable Excellence, and it's really about, it's about what we do to become successful. You know, uh -huh. you're, you're a successful uh, trainer, you're a successful podcaster and things like that. You know, maybe I'm a successful author and that. But I think I missed the boat on it. And, and not that being successful isn't important, but I think the next book, I really want to focus on another word that begins with S, and that word is significance. Mm, yeah. You know, success is what we do for ourselves. We are successful at something. Significance is what we do for other people. Now, don't get me wrong. I think you can be both. I think you can be successful and significant, but I think the next book is going to focus more on how people are, can or should be significant in the lives of other people. Because mm, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Spreading the yeah, love. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here is some space for you to share whatever you want with our listeners. Sure. So um, in 2019, I started um, a website called Motivational Check. So it's motivationalcheck.com. Mm -hmm. uh, every day I post a new thought for the day. Uh, on Mondays, I post the Monday morning. Uh, see, I can't even say it. The Monday morning motivational message. Wow, five so, times. Yeah, it's a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I try to post that every Monday, um, and and then periodically I post videos or stories or stuff like that. They're always short. I realize people 
you know, are busy in that. But if you want to go to motivationalcheck.com, get a quick hit of, of motivation or inspiration, that, that's something you can do. You can also go there and take a look at my book, um, Sustainable Excellence, the uh, 10 Principles to Leading Your Uncommon and Extraordinary Life. And you can get Sustainable Excellence uh, pretty much anywhere you can get a book online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Apple iBooks, and things like that. And when can we see Significance come out? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> I, I am <laughs> I am compiling right now. I haven't started writing, so I'm, I'm trying to get you know, some of the data, some of the stories and things like that to, yeah. to write it and haven't gotten there yet, but, okay. I, and I don't want to commit to it because I, I, I don't know yet. Yeah. All good. Well, and I know there are lots of great uh, podcast interviews and videos of you sharing your wisdom. Yeah. I, so motivational check is it, all, all the podcasts I've been on are, are there and, and just different things that things that I recommend books, I recommend videos I recommend are on there also. So it's uh, it's kind of your one-stop shopping for motivation and inspiration. Oh, <laughs> so what is your final piece of advice for our listeners? I'm going to ask your listeners to do me one favor. For the next 30 days, everybody they come, come in contact with, assume that that person is going to be dead tomorrow. So the person who cuts you off in traffic today or the coworker who takes credit for you know the work that you did, or you know even your your teenage kids that are constantly driving you crazy, assume that they will be dead tomorrow. Because if you do that, two things are going to happen. I know that sounds kind of morbid, but two things are going to happen. One, you're going to have a whole lot less stress in your life, and two, you're going to appreciate all the people that are in your life. And as I talked, you know, we talked before, love is the most important word in any language. Well, you, you can put that out there. If you can put that love out there and realize that that person may not be here tomorrow, maybe you're going to change your attitude towards them. Oh, yeah. Huge shift in perspective, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for sharing your time with us today, Terry. Thank you, Christine. I appreciate it. If you'd like to learn more about Terry, visit his website at motivationalcheck.com. Interested in expanding your employee development program? Visit ChristinaEans.com to look at the many workshops Christina has available for you.